What is good, everyone? Welcome back to the Nostalgia Plus Ultra Podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zoe. What's good, my guy? Hello, hello. Hey, man. Back again with another episode. Uh, excited to be uh, recording again. Uh, third one in a row. Third episode in a row. Yes? Yeah. Two? Yeah. Okay. Weeks. So <laughs> consistency is key. Um, it's so funny. I, I remember I texted you earlier today, or I think it's a couple days ago, about the guest that we're having on and i could have sworn it was this sunday and not nah, next sunday 17th the 17th. 17th it shows you how excited my i am to get her on the on the podcast yeah. i feel yeah. like that's just gonna be like three hours <laughs> fuck it we'll have we'll have content to split up and shit yeah that'd be a fun that's gonna be a fun episode um definitely one we're gonna be a little bit outside of our comfort zone i guess yeah but it it Nah, she's cool. I'm seeing her. Tuesday. I mean, I mean, in terms of like the the what we're watching and then talking about. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be fun though. I think it'll be fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is uh, I guess another episode where we don't really have too much like stuff to talk about in terms of a a definitive subject. We're kind of just bouncing around a little bit. Um, I know before we started recording, you had something to talk about because there is a Xbox showcase going on right now as we're recording. Uh, yeah, recording and I, I didn't, I didn't know about it. But yeah, I, did, I literally saw like um, Lena Cuisine. Uh, I follow him on Twitch, and he, I saw like a notification that popped up when he was he's streaming oh, he's, like he's, his he's live reaction. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I was gonna rant about, and I just saved it for the pod, is uh. There was a screenshot of a of a book of the games they were going to show off, and it had Ichiban from from uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah, and I I remembered that Yakuza Like a Dragon was a Xbox exclusive for like six months, and now I'm angry about it again. Why are you angry? Because about that means that means. Yeah, uh, like a dragon eight is gonna be on Xbox for six months, and I can't fucking play it. Oh, whatever, right when it comes out, because I don't play mid box. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a Japanese fucking game. Why is it an exclusive on an American console? I mean, isn't that how there's all licensing rights work? Man, fuck that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and. And a, another thing, Kiryu's next game, Like a Dragon Gaiden, I just found out is uh, digital only. Oh, no physicals? I bought the physical, the CD version of the PS5 because I like having my PS5 games. I have a yeah. whole shelf that's almost filled with PS4 and PS5 games. I like physically having it. And I really want to play this next one. And obviously, I'm going to get it because it's. I don't care. I, mean, I do kind of care. I wish I had it physically. I don't want everything to be digital. That seems bleak. Yeah, I guess I'm like a, like a collectors or just like the type of, you know, person you are in terms of your gaming experience is probably, you know, you probably prefer to have the physical thing in your hand. Um, would you play your games instead of just, you know, just 
booting up the your system and just pressing a button and you automatically get the, the game. Uh, I feel like it's an experience level or experience factor to it. Because uh, 99% of my games on the Switch are digital. And that's solely because I don't have enough space to store them. And they're kind of, they're tiny, like they're cartridges. And like the Nintendo Switch shop, if you buy stuff, you get some money back. So like I've gotten discounts on a lot of things, but I would get them physical because I've thought about this before. I'm like, bro, what if I take my Switch? What if someone steals my Switch? All my games are gone. Yeah, it's over. Zelda's gone. Uh, Not Mario Odyssey. Uh, Mario Rabbids 1 and 2. They're both gone. Fire Emblem's gone. Animal Crossing's gone. I'm like, fuck. And that's why I don't... I don't want all my games to be digital. Yeah. I, I, I totally feel you. Also, can we just... Why the hell... Is there so much box per? Why is the ratio between box and actual car, uh, disc cartridge when it comes to Switch games? What is the ratio there? What was the no. what was the thought process? No clue because the box is already smaller than than like Xbox and PlayStation boxes. Just make it the size of, of a 3DS box. Just make it the yeah, size of a, just, a DS game. Know, so much wasted plastic. And it's crazy because they, <laughs> it's like, they stopped. It's... <laughs> they stopped doing the 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 manuals in games to like save on paper. But you're there's so much empty space in those in those boxes. Like right, like they even have like in those boxes because I I don't know if I have I think I have my Breath of the Wild one with me in my apartment, but you open it up and it has the space, the little clamps for a manual. Yeah. So where is it? <laughs> Again, I don't know bro, if it's still in my apartment, but it, make it the size of a it, of a DS game. It, DS was little squares. That's all you need. Yeah, I just I don't know. Also, the manuals are probably the mo- one of the most underrated parts of the physical copies of games. Anyway, I feel like they I need to bring to, those back. I used to love them, but I think I saw some video where it was like, it's just more money. Because they got to print Attached paper to like the production shit. costs. Yeah. 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 Whatever. And now games games are getting expensive. And... Yeah, I'm always like $75 for the base 70, game. 70 is the the base now. Which, you know what's crazy to think about? I saw, I guess I was watching a video on like old ads. Bro, games used to go up to $100 regular. No, nothing special about it. Like, really? Like, N64 cartridges. I think there's some old game called Turok, which is kind of like Doom, but with dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That shit was like $85. That's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, for an N64 cartridge. But then, like, Mario 64 was sold for 50 like, there was no set price for any of these games. It was like, fuck it. They were just like, fuck it. We're just going to throw, <laughs> throw I, everything at it, right? I don't understand how that was, but honestly, I know 70 bucks. We're so used to 60. It could it could be worse. True. I mean, you look at $85 back then for the N64, you adjust for inflation. That's like $150. Yeah, man. That's insane. Yeah. 
It's it's fucking crazy. That video I was watching, I forgot what it was, but they they said that they were like, if you adjust for adjust for inflation, these games are insanely expensive. Yeah, that's insane. It's like a collector's item at that point. <laughs> Speaking of collector's item, I might I might. It doesn't come out anytime soon, so I could kind of save up for it. But I'll, I'm I might drop a fucking not a stack, but I I'll drop something for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, bro. You have no idea. Oh man, They're I'm going sitting back to the double my, discs. I'm sitting back on my computer. I'm I'm like kind of working because it was a it was a on Wednesday. No, it was on Thursday. So I'm working and I'm watching. I. I personally love Jeff Keighley. I love that man. I love that he loves games, just all games, because that's the type of gamer I am. I just love games. I don't play Smash for the competitive angle, even though I like some competitors. I play Smash because Solid Snake can fight Kazuya on Yoshi's Island. That's fucking insane. Um, (laughs) So he's... At the end of Summer Game Fest, he's like, "Uh, it's time for our grand finale. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, it was a pretty good show. Nothing insane, insane. Like, I didn't see anything that was geared towards me, but like a few games that I thought were cool. Um, And then he he's like, explain, he's building it up. And he's like, oh, this company rede- uh, redefined a JRPG, this and that, blah, blah, and he's still being vague about it. And then he ends it with, like, the rumors are true. Cut. It's like a news thing from Midgar. I jump out of my seat, and I start... <laughs> I, I pull my hair. I gave myself a headache with how... I, I was like, no, oh, my God! <laughs> Have you seen the trailer? No. Okay, again, it opens up with a disaster report news station thing from Midgar. Yeah. And it's talking about a tornado that swept through sections 0, 1, and 2. And then it has, like, helicopter footage, but zoomed all the way in. And Barrett, Tifa, Red 13, and Aerith are being loaded into ambulances. And they're all unconscious or dead. Wow. And I, everyone, I've seen reactions to this. People who like Final Fantasy are like, what the fuck is going on? That's crazy. So these, I, I was telling Sevi this, these remakes aren't really remakes. They're technically sequels. So it's, so it's, because you guys forgive me, because I don't know the, I'm, I kind of know the full story of Final Fantasy VII. But not like all the way, like enough to like generally have so, a real indication of what's happening. But like, so they're not dead. To, I know it opens up with the train thing, right? Yes. Okay. So Final Fantasy Seven, j- just to you know TLDR, Final Fantasy Seven happens, and then Final Fantasy Seven Advent Children is a movie that happens after. Then there's some spinoffs here and there, like Dirge of Cerberus is a game about Vincent, but no one likes that game. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then they announce, honestly, for the PS3 to show like the graphical whatever, my dog is barking, <laughs> but to show the graphical 
fidelity of the PS3, I remember they showed like a CGI trailer of of Final Fantasy VII, and everyone's like, "Oh, good, this is cool," but they weren't planning on a remake. Then, huh. for the the PS uh, at the end of the PS3's life cycle, they were like, "Oh, we're at, we're gonna make a remake now." Like we're, we announced this, and everyone's like, "Oh, cool." Then it got pushed back to the PS4. Then, and this this is starting to make sense to me now. In the middle of development, they started from scratch. They reworked everything. In the middle of developing the game, they cut ties with the development team who was doing it and started from scratch. Now, now that I'm going with time timeline shit now it's starting to make sense now i think there is where the writer had the idea to instead of remaking the original game adding to it so like a whole new like original type story in okay spoilers i guess for all of final fantasy 7 whoever hasn't played it um i in the in remake a lot of things are like kind of different and not different in the sense of like oh you know they made ariel black but it's the same story it's different yeah. it's different in the sense of like both Aerith and sephiroth seem to know more than what's actually going on which is interesting because sephiroth obviously big bad guy Aerith is an ancient. She like her race of people are ancients. Uh, last yeah. last living ancient on Gaia. So, so she is tapped into not only the planet but the life cycle. So what people are thinking is going on because this isn't uh, confirmed. People think Sephiroth. Uh, went back in time to or or went to a different timeline to win and Aerith knew what was going on so she also went to that to stop him maybe stop herself from dying maybe get because in the OG game this isn't even a spoiler everyone knows this happens she gets killed by Sephiroth uh, and because she gets killed by Sephiroth, Sephiroth is this close to hitting Gaia with a meteor. Like he gets yeah, really like that. he he almost fucking wins. So I think yeah. maybe you know again she's trying to stop it or even stop it before it gets that far. But and, oh, and in in Seven Remake. There are these new enemies. They're like ghosts. They look like Dementors, kind of. And. Yeah. You know what? Spoilers for Spider-Verse. For Across the Spider-Verse. Because this is <laughs> this is the best way to connect them. You know Miguel's whole yeah. thing was like, it's a canon event. Yes. These ghosts make sure canon events happen they're plotline ghosts basically okay 
And then at the end of Remake, you fight this big culmination of what is a plotline ghost and Sephiroth. And then you kind of break yeah. it. And it's people are saying like, oh, because they're making their own destiny. Like they're breaking like. So even though I played the original seven, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Okay, so that makes that's pretty cool. I think um, it's a good way to compare them with the storyline ghost. I like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you can have the situation where they kill that ghost thing, and now it creates this whole new separate timeline or a whole new separate storyline that like you could be expanded upon. My only question, though, yeah. and it, it's probably just the answer is just money. To be honest, to this question, but why a another remake of final fantasy 7 like are there not other final fantasy games that are just as good that could be remade in any capacity because all like what's her name um what's her name on twitter trill uh trill valentina or trill valentine or whatever her name is uh-huh i because i've because i follow her and she tweeted like what about final fantasy 8 or final fantasy 9 like where's where are those remakes at and it raises a good question it might just be that Final Fantasy VII is just this cash cow that's since it's one of the most iconic video game for uh, video game stories ever that they're just yeah. gonna keep pumping out remakes for it. The uh, or just pumping out new things for it, but I I mean I don't know. I genuinely think Seven is uh, like obviously they're milking it, like that's obvious, but it's also this weird thing where it's like. Final Fantasy VII, the OG, was the first. What okay? It was at the time the most expensive game ever made. It was the first 3D Final Fantasy, and genuinely, it's just a good game. But it's mixed with these other elements that made it so special that they kind yeah. of. Like, I played Final Fantasy VIII as well, and it's good, but it's not that good. It's, compared to Seven. it's, like, crazy. And then, I personally, my two favorites are Seven and Nine, so I would also love a remake of Nine. But yeah. it's, it's also this thing where they, in the mid-2000s, they started the compilation of Final Fantasy Seven. So... This is the world that they built the most lore besides the MMORPG. So that's oh, like why. 14? Yeah. Besides, obviously, because 14, it's it's an MMO. You have to world build and shit. Um, 100%. But, yeah. but for a mainline console game, it's the most that they've built up. So they. And honestly. Uh, an easier way to say this is a Final Fantasy IX remake wouldn't sell as well. That's fair. I knew the answer so, was going to be money anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, maybe after they're done, because uh, 7 remake, it's going to be three games. Again, all technically sequels. Yeah, because Rebirth is the second one. They already said it for sure. Remake is going to be three games. Wow. Uh, so after this one's done, or maybe after Rebirth comes out, maybe they'll put a team to remake another one. I think they should remake. Obviously, this would take forever, and it's not that easy. It's way easier said than done. 
I think they should remake all the pixel ones first. Because I will I'll play six because I've heard six is the best story. Um, I'll play six and I'll maybe even play five, but like, bro, one, two, and three barely have any story. Like, you can't. I'm not gonna sit there and play like a a a, a, a pixel RPG from the '80s. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, if they remade those, which they kind of did a prequel to one with Stranger of Paradise. Yeah. The game where the guy... The favorite... Oh my god, it's actually such a funny game. Because the main character sucks. He's I hate him as a character, but I also <laughs> love him because he sucks. There's a, a scene where you're about to fight a boss, and the boss is like, I am the and before he finishes the main character goes i don't give a fuck who you are and he jumps and punches him <laughs> that's so dumb it's so dumb but apparently that's a prequel to one because again like destiny shit the main character becomes the bad guy of one oh okay so they kind of remade the world already they could you know that's funny. <laughs> it is. It is. Who you are. It is really funny. There's a part, and it it gets really confusing because it's like he's from a different world that's very electronically advanced, who's doing an experiment on the Final Fantasy One world. Like it's crazy. So he's in a medieval time. But then there's one part where you meet a party member and she's a, she says something. She's like, I I gave up on myself and and this and that, blah, blah, blah. But if you guys if you take me with you guys, I, I could be of, of of help or whatever. Like, I forgot what she says, but he looks at her and he goes, bullshit. And then he puts on AirPods and then the song that plays is like some it's rock, but it's like. Yeah, I'm ready to go. And I was like, what the fuck? What is this? What the hell is that? It was insane. It's an insane game. Holy shit. And not to mention it. Beat it. Just beat it, chick. Literally. And not to mention the game is a Souls type. Oh, so the game. It's a lot. It's dodging with with stamina and shit like that, and and they changed up the mechanics a little bit. But not only is the game insane, it's hard as fuck. Oh, that would piss me off. The game's I, I, hard I changed, and the MC sucks. Oh yeah, get that shit out of it here. It had it had difficulties, unlike you know Bloodborne and shit. So I made it. I put it to super easy. Like yeah. I couldn't do it. But it was it's an insane game. <laughs> Just beat it, chick. I'm on my own wave. That's nuts. Which it's it's crazy because nuts. the next cutscene, she yeah, she's in your party. Okay. There was no so, like I, wait, I don't wait, know wait, why wait, he did wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. So he does that. 
there's no like extra dialogue with like oh you know like maybe you can help her out or or whatever no, okay. he's just like no he he says bullshit puts on his headphones walks away and then she like catches up to them and then like kind of explains herself and then she's part of your party but still it's like okay. the bullshit that that part didn't need to happen <laughs> not at all not even close <laughs> That's so and, dumb. And, uh, uh, a really cool part of that game, actually, is you can give everyone different jobs. Not everyone is set to, like, a mage or a monk or whatever. You can outfit your team however you want. So the main character, Jack, uh, you can make him any any single class. And for a minute, the Final Fantasy Twitter account they were they were posting about different jobs and every single tweet had like when they said like oh let's uh, who's your favorite monk from a final fantasy game and like they would put um fuck i forgot his name the blonde guy from 8 tifa um someone from final fantasy 14 that are all monks and then they put jack because you Jack could be a monk. And then the yeah. next tweet would the next tweet would be like, Who's your favorite black mage? And then they put Vivi from nine, two more black mages, and then Jack. Cause he could be a black mage. Yeah. And they kept with every single job, Jack would be the last picture. <laughs> Very clever. He's he's an insane person. Oh my god, bro, that's funny. But yeah, that's the crazy <laughs> that's the craziness of Final Fantasy. It's like I just I don't know. I there's a there's a couple of videos out there that I've watched that's like explained some of the lore of Final Fantasy because obviously like they're all some of them or for the majority the most part they're all separate stories. I know we've talked about this in the pod before. They're mostly yeah. separate stories except for like a few of them. And then uh there's like just it's just it's very convoluted how some characters will also stick around another in the same game or same airs or whatever. It's just yeah, super weird. <laughs> oh, I have a question for you. Yes, because you're the manga guy. Have you read mm-hmm. Sandland? No, it's on my list to read though. Okay, because the at Summer Game Fest they announced a Sandland game. They announced a Sandland game. Yeah, and it looks, that. it looks really cool. It's a Bandai Namco game. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. It looks good. I'm gonna be hesitant to put my full effort into whether or not it's yes. gonna be good or not because of the track record that Bandai Namco has when it comes to video games with anime I, or manga IPs. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, their their turn based One Piece game apparently was all right. They what other a, games have they done? I, I gotta look it up. Hold on. I gotta be Jamie for a second. I love the trailer and I we've I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I think Akira Toriyama's designs work so well in 3D. Okay, so let's let's, let's oh they do. They look really cool. I really like yeah. they're awesome. Let's run down some of them. So obviously they have the Ultimate Ninja Storm games, which are pretty much the 
like pinnacle of their games. They have Dragon Ball Z Fighters. One Piece Odyssey was bad. Oh, but <laughs> what, uh, wait, Dragon Ball Fighters is published by Namco, developed by Arc Systems Work. That's yes. why it's good. Yes. So you have, but One One Piece Odyssey is bad. Apparently, Bandai yeah. Namco did Tekken too, but does, is Tekken from somebody else too, develop wise? No, but uh, it's not an anime IP. IP, yeah, no. It, it's, uh, it's Z- Xenoverse. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I got you. Xenoverse 2, which, or Xenoverse, the Xenoverse series oh. for Dragon Ball, pretty solid. Those aren't bad. Okay, okay. Tales of Arise. <laughs> Man! <laughs> Your favorite Fuck, game ever. Fuck, that pisses me off. <laughs> um, Yeah, all of their, all of their, like, anime IPs are just not great, bro. I think so they, they have just this, do too many they have this sword art online alicization sucked um (laughs) it's not good uh dragon Ball Z kakarot wasn't amazing it wasn't amazing it wasn't buggy and glitchy like it was good work but people got really bored of it (laughs) yeah they have jump force too which i feel really bad about because that could have been really good Ah, Jump Force. Oh, but again, developed by Spike Chunsoft, which also hurts because they make Danganronpa, and I love them. <laughs> uh, yeah, every One Piece game I've ever had sucks. Oh my god, oh. they made the, the the fucking One Punch Man a hero nobody knows. Did you remember that game? Oh my god, that I can't. I don't know if that game is good or not. <laughs> it's not. However, I do think they're. Using their titular character in in the way they did was very funny and very clever. It's How super funny! It's an automatic win condition if you just yes. hold out long enough for him to get yeah. there. <laughs> like if you choose Saitama, you have to you have to like fight for a certain set amount of time before he gets in the fight. Before you're so like if you survive long enough, it's a hundred percent a win. So like yeah, I do think it's funny. And very clever how they use the titular character of that that game. It's just, oh man, you know they have. Yeah, I think do most they, of their do they like, also do the My Hero games. I would assume so. I don't see anything. They do have a one one game. I wish I would have been able to play or just can find. Is this like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game fighting game? Because I see it all over TikTok. And I Ooh. never, I never know where it's at. It's for Switch. Superstar Battle R, I think it's called. Yeah. No, it's what's it called? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle. It was for PlayStation Three. Yeah, but uh, All Star Battle they they remade it. Oh wow! I might have to go. So I think out. it's I, I think know. it's All Star Battle R is for like PS Five, Switch, PC, and shit. Yeah. Then they made they made like you know. Um, Boruto, Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker, which is like the Overwatch version of Naruto games. Oh, kind of. you told me, you told me about like, it. More like a team, like a team battler, which isn't a bad game. I just think there's not much substance to it to really sure. make it as good as they and I, as people thought it was going to be. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, we now we talk about it again, but Jump Force probably one of the most most ambitious games and had some potential but just wasn't i a great game 
I sort of liked it. It's just, it had a lot of jank. It didn't really look it the best. It was just, it was weird. And it spoiled a lot. Yeah, have they made it, if they would have made it kind of like those, like, arena style fighters, like how Naruto was, I feel like it would have been a lot better. Yeah. Or just make it's, it a side-scrolling fighter. Why do people not like those? People don't should, make them anymore. It's annoying. It should have been just what Arxis does. Make it a, like Marvel vs. Capcom. A 2D... Yeah, which is what Dragon Ball Fighters is. And it's yeah. good. People still play it. Give... If you want an anime fighter, give it to Arxis. They're gonna kill it. Yeah, I don't understand why, why pe- people have an aversion... Why those studios have an aversion to making just side-scrolling fighters. Like, there's so many of them that are out there that are really good. Tekken is still going strong. Fighters are still kind of going strong. You have... I'm Tekken think, is uh, technically Mortal, a Mortal fucking fighter. Combat. Technically, because yes. Because you, you can go you can in and out. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 then. looks sick, yeah. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 1 looks sick. They should just done that then if they're going to make it... You can yeah you can make the target Tekken's technically an arena fighter because you have the opportunity to sidestep and move in different angles I guess but yeah I just think it's annoying how you got to make it to arena fighter it's like I'm back <laughs> okay um what I was quick. gonna say was go ahead go ahead there's a rumor that Arc Systems work. Is going to make a One Piece fighting game, which okay. would be sick because again they make fighters, so it is in the style of anime. They also make Guilty Gear and and Blaze Blue, so they are the the I think they're the pinnacle of two D anime fighters. The, okay, yes, if that rumor is confirmed, I would have a lot more high hopes for it because all of the one piece games that have come out so far has just been so bad. Like they made one in the style of um oh what was that? What's that one like arena crazy fight where like it's like a hella enemies, hella number of enemies, you just like knock them oh, down. Oh Dy- Dynasty Warriors. Yes, they made it one in the style of Dynasty Warriors and it was garbage. I don't like Dynasty Warriors to begin with. Dynasty Warriors is fun when you're Man. a young kid that just likes to do co- spam combos all the time. I used to love those games. <laughs> how, do, how do you think I felt when I played one of my favorite games of all time now, Persona 5, for the first time? And, and I spent 114 hours on it. And I'm like, wow, this is, pinna- this is peak. This is great. And then I played Persona 5 Strikers, which is technically a sequel. But it is in the style of Dynasty Warriors. And I stopped... I dropped it halfway through the first dungeon. <laughs> I was like, I can't with this game. It I doesn't feel like anything. Yeah, no. I think Dynasty Warriors has the that kind of style down to a science. Because it's in that style, it's fun. Because you can change, you can change your weapons, you can change your combo style. From when I used to play it, I used to play it on like it was on GameCube, and my friend had a PS3 at a time, so I used to play it with him, and I had it on the. I think I had a version of it on the DS at one point. And oh, the shit. games were fun. But they, and they had like the, I guess their style of combat works. But 
any other t- any other group that tries to do it just i don't get how they well cause, well <laughs> not even because the dynasty warriors team they do all the spin-offs as well uh omega force they're under koei tecmo Anytime someone wants a Dynasty Warriors game with their IP, they give it to Omega Force. That's why there are so fucking many. Yeah. Look, uh, spinoffs. Uh, oh, they also did Samurai Warriors. Oh, licensed warrior games. Yeah. Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Fist of the North Star. Uh, One Piece Pirate Warriors. Uh, yep. Hyrule Warriors. I remember that game. Berserk and the Band of the Hawk. Fire Emblem Warriors. I used to I used to think I hated Fire Emblem because the first one I played was Fire Emblem Warriors. Now I fucking love it. Oh wow. They did Fire Emblem twice. Uh they did One Piece four times. Yes, I'm telling you. They they did Hyrule twice. Dragon Quest. Attack on Titan 2. What? Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, they did Wild Hearts? How do you make... Oh, a, Wild Hearts on. is coming out. Hold on, pause. How do you make an Attack on Titan Dynasty Warriors style game? I have no idea. I thought, what are the enemy types? Attack on Titan 2. It's the first 50 chapters of Attack on Titan. Uh, gameplay. Gameplay features cel-shaded graphics and features player... The player defeating titans in large open areas. Uh, I guess they changed it up a bit, but it's made by Omega Force. I guess, but that's One Piece has all these Dynasty Warriors type games, and they're all bad. They they're doing a fate. What the fuck is this? Is Fate Samurai? Uh, uh a manga. Fate Samurai, like like the Fate franchise. Yes, Fate Fate slash. Yes. I don't know. I've only I've only seen like the original three. Like Fate Zero, Fate Blade Works, and Fate um, Stay Night. What? Or oh, the, apparently the yeah. it's just a game. It's that's weird. Oh yeah, because the Fate franchise is fucking convoluted. And for some dumbass reason, like things are connected Uh-oh. through canon or different timelines and stuff. It's oh, bro, the fate. Don't, yeah, no, don't even get me started on the fate franchise because that shit is insane. That shit is insane. Doesn't, doesn't Connor from Trash Taste isn't one of his favorite characters from Fate? It's uh, that's Gart. He's um, oh Gart. He likes Rin. He likes Rin, the girl from Unlimited Blade Works. So are so are they all connected? <laughs> okay. Um, I know. Me... I know. I've heard about the the king who's a girl who impregnated another girl because she had a magic penis. I've heard of that. <laughs> if that's your, that's hilarious. How that's your extensive knowledge of fate lore. But okay, fate essentially is just there. It used to. It was a a visual novel game that has that was the most, first fate has, was it was a game. They're visual novel games that have certain endings and different titles depending on which ending happens. I'm not 100% sure or remember too much about which ending exactly happens, but you have um, 
you have Fate Stay Night, you have Fate Unlimited Blade Works, and you have Fate Heaven's Feel, right? And then under the, okay. and then you have those three games, right? I think those three games are like the branches off of like the original Fate game. Hold on, let me, <laughs> I'm gonna be Jamie again one time. I'm kind of intrigued. But then I remember the magic penis, and so the girl's a father because of the magic penis, not a mother. <laughs> Jesus, I gotta be, I gotta be, gotta be Jamie two times in a row. This episode is insane. You know they always call you Jamie okay. two times. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, let me go to this website. Jesus, the oh my god! I don't care. Okay, these these pop-up ads are ridiculous. Okay. So this basically it starts with Fate it's Fate Stay Night, Fate Unlimited uh Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works and then Fate Tonight Heaven's Feel. So like okay. Fate which is stupid. Okay, I'm going to say something really dumb, but Fate Stay Fate Zero takes place before Fate Stay Night. However, it's technically a prequel to the games, to the movies, to the, uh, to, the to the show itself. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> well, that's weird. And the and this is a game that has multiple endings. It's like the way you cuz there's okay, there's this basically this thing where like this thing called the Holy Grail war where this thing you get the Holy Grail which grants you wishes and essentially they're trying if you get it you become like the leader of like the world essentially it's i'm pretty much i'm paraphrasing to the utmost degree here but basically the ending of those three depends on who wins the holy grail war or like that or the one of those takes place depending on who wins it in the original game so like huh there's a certain person that wins it in <clears throat> fate stay night then there's a certain there's a certain person who wins it in Unlimited Blade Works, which follows Ren, and then Heaven's Feel uh, is a is like a movie, but it's not a whole like Face Zero, Face a Night, and Unlimited Blade Works are all series, but for some reason, Heaven's Feel is like a movie series that didn't really turn into an actual like anime series, which is weird. But okay, it's just kind of sounds cool, but also annoying. <laughs> No, it's it's very it's very dumb. Like it's 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 so it's so bad. It's so <laughs> That sounds like that sounds like something three guys would make up one day because they were high. No, it's oh boy. They, it sounds like they want to be Yoko Taro. Yeah, it's it's pretty but, uh but Yoko Taro knows nuts. how how dumb he is. So he <laughs> plays it off better. <laughs> Basically, there's like a whole, there's like a whole thing that kind of. There's a website that talks about it. I know Gigguk has a video. Garten has a video where he basically tries to explain the entire fate timeline, and it's very, very stupid. It's very <laughs> dumb. Because it's just like I don't know. They 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 give you a lot of exposition, a lot of lore. And a lot of it doesn't matter, but for some reason it kind of does because you can't get the full scope of what's happening unless you know certain just very minute tidbits of lore. Like, it's very dumb. Sure, sure. It's very dumb. It's very dumb. 
on. Let me see if I can make sure I was correct with my. Um, do I am I correct with this with my? Yeah, I don't have no clue. I I gotta make sure I was correct. I want I need to fact check myself. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, okay. So I was correct. So basically fate zero technically is how it starts, but you got to watch fate stay night first to understand what's happening in fate zero. If that makes sense. That sounds annoying. Right. So stay, stay slash night was the original, uh, was the original, um, like hold on visual novel series fate slash stay slash night that's how it is no 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 it's just fate it's just fate and then stay slash night that's it's oh, not thought, it's not fate slash I thought, no i thought all the fate stuff was fate slash something no nah, the only one that has the fate slash is fate zero and i guess fate samurai i guess but like yeah so fate fate, fate zero Xtella? is the now there's more that you haven't even listed. Oh yeah, no, it's there's way more. But just it's a nine out of ten on Steam. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> what the samurai one or Extella? No, Extella. What type of game is it? It's made by Xseed. They make some good stuff, actually. Oh no, it's developed by Marvelous. They also make good things. Oh, it's a hack and slash. That's not bad. Um, but yeah, okay, so I did fact, fact check myself, and I am correct. So Fate Zero is the very beginning, but you have to watch Fate Stay Night in order to understand what's happening in the original, in the in the prequel, right? Stay Night, okay, we'll just keep it like that. Stay Night is basically the first visual novel game, and it has three different endings. So you have mm-hmm. Fate Stay Night, which plays out the the complete linear timeline on what happens, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have, which is the one timeline, then you have Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, which is a second timeline. What happens? Okay. It's the second timeline. And then you have Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel, which is a third timeline. And from those three, from, uh-huh. from Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works, and Heaven's Feel, from those three there are various branching other stories that happen yeah. in yeah. within those. Some of them are convoluted and kind of merged merge a couple of timelines together, which kind of messes up the timeline. Then sure. you have others, you have other stories that exist in within their own separate bubbles of continuity that don't really for some reason don't line up with the other three main timelines. You get some that that have their own timelines, but have characters from different ones that kind of convolute their other. It's like a whole lot of don't worry about it. If that makes sense <laughs> when it comes okay. to the stories. <laughs> so it's, yeah, which it's, one, which one has magic penis? I believe if you know. it's, if my memory is correct, it might be heaven's feel. If my memory is correct, it's heaven's feel. Huh? Okay. Because I've seen, well, is it? I don't know. I might have to, that might have to be what we do. We might have to watch the first, like the original three timelines, and just oh lord, have mercy. have a have a have a story about. It. We're like just watch. Literally, all we have to do is watch Fade Zero, 
uh, Face Day Night, Unlimited Blade Works, and Heaven's Feel. That's all. That's all. Just just watch the first those four titles, and then we have an episode on it. What, are they, it. what are they like? Twenty four episodes? I believe so. I know. Yeah, Fate Zero is twenty four. Unlimited Blade Works is like twenty four. Stay Night is roughly that same thing, and Heaven's Feel is just a movie. Cool. So we might okay. we might just do that. I could be down. <laughs> It's not too daunting of a task. We're not going to watch any of the. There's like, there's, there's like some of the other ones like Fate Apocrypha and some other stuff like that. We don't have to get into those if you don't want to. That I haven't seen those either. There are a lot of Fate. Then let me yeah, see. Then there's uh, a fate, fate Fate Grand Order the 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 Gotcha game Fate Fate Go. Fate series Type Moon. What the fuck is Type Moon? Hello. Yeah, I don't know where those fit in the timeline. Why is... <laughs> I looked up Fate series, and it took me to the Type Moon wiki. I think that's the... Uh, maybe the studio, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah. that's, a, that's A like media the, collective that, f- that follows various events called Holy Grail war- Wars that involve masters, accomplished magi, summoning servants. Don't like that heroic spirits and battling each other until the last remaining pair can claim the purported that's not a word holy grail yo yo side note this wiki is intense like what if the anyone fuck wants to... i had to scroll like five times to get through the list <laughs> i haven't, Wait, I haven't even you? heard of half of these Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you're on the f- the fandom wiki, right? I was, yeah, but I was looking something up for the sake of the conversation. But what, what were you about to say, dude? One, two, three, four, four scrolls. That's the entire list of every single piece of fate media. Yeah. And they see okay. Some have slashes. Some have colons. <laughs> see, I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. So okay, yeah. Some are mangas. Some are visual novels. Some are games. A yeah, CD and like, drama. Yeah, that's the most two thousand eight Fate Zero. It's the yeah. most uh, two thousand eight shit I've ever heard. Animated film, video game, manga, anime. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this is like this different. A stage play? Camelot replica? Oh, I've heard Grand Order is like King Arthur and shit. But King Arthur is a girl. Is King Arthur the magic penis? I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's Fate Go. It's not, I don't think it's Heaven's Fury. It's just Fate. I think it's Fate Go. I think it's Fate Grand Order. What the Uh, fuck? I remember that. That That's funny. (laughs) <laughs> King, Ar- King Arthur's a girl and has a or had a magic penis one night. It's actually insane. I'm ca- I'm caught up on that part. Yeah, Grand Order. Okay, it says Grand Order happens in uh, on an alternate universe where there was a single Holy Grail, Holy Grail, rather than five of them. It's so weird. Okay, I can't talk too much shit because I like Zelda and Kingdom Hearts. And now yeah, it's like Final Fantasy VII with all the timelines and shit. Yeah, like Apocrypha is like an alternate timeline from Fate Stay Night. 
and uh, Astolfo, who I think is like the King Arthur type character. The Adventures I'm not of the... Lord El Meloy II. That show is actually kind of fire because he's the. I think he's one of the main. He's one of the characters in Fate Zero, and he's like a total uh-huh. dweeb. Like he's like a he's like a loser, but he turns he goes from like a loser to like this really, <laughs> this really hot Sherlock Holmes type character. <laughs> oh shit! Cool. I haven't seen the full show. I watched the first few episodes. It's pretty. It's not bad. It's pretty solid. <laughs> Volume one is called Who Devoured God. This series sounds insane. Yeah, it's you gotta. I got. I'll say. I'm gonna send you the Gigug video where he explains the fate timeline because it's very funny and it's also just ridiculous because you kind of see how convoluted it is. I I would argue to say it's more convoluted than like the Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts, all that. I would say it's more more convoluted than that. Six different fate things came out in 2020. They pumped these things. <laughs> out man holy shit 2021 had one two three eight eight <laughs> fake medias <laughs> were they like they're all different types though right they weren't just animes they're probably just games or... a video video game mobile game film manga animated film animated film manga anime special that's a yeah, lot of animation, nuts. dude. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's bad. It's crazy. I will say this. You know, a good indication of how convoluted Fate, the Fate franchise is, there is a a trailer, right? There's a trailer for a, a movie, I think, that they were coming out with, that they made, that got scrapped, okay? The, tra- the movie itself got scrapped. No in way. the trailer, in the trailer... One of the characters has a dream that connects the movie that connects that connects that whatever timeline it's in to something to I think Heaven's Feel or something like that. And it's, it's still but it canon? got scrapped. But it's still yes. canon. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Look, it's actually stupid. That isn't it. This is not what I thought Astolfo... When you said Astolfo, I did not think she'd look like this. He, by the way. Or they. They are a, a schoolgirl. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like what I'm seeing. I think Astolfo... Wait. Wait. Goes by they, them? Or... Oh, he, he is a part of... He okay. The army, that's what it says. Yeah, it's he. He okay. is, <laughs> that was correct the first time. Is a schoolgirl. Oh, that's funny. Under characteristics, gender male, and under it, secret. <laughs> <laughs> British. Oh, oh they're boy. supposed to be British in the show. I yeah, guess that makes sense. I, it's just because a lot of the Holy Grail Wars happen in Europe. Yeah, for the world building, but there is like a Japanese version, and there's other stuff like that, and plus. You get all the the heroes he that three, get summoned. He has three masters, and I don't think I like that. <laughs> I I guess if you get summoned, you get like I guess you you become like if you summon the champions, you are their master in the uh, in oh, quotes. So this is a summoning thing. Yeah, you this get is basically human Pokemon. 
<laughs> Why you gotta say it like that? Oh, I just ruined it. But essentially, yes. Basically, you get these. I just don't like it because he's very female presenting, and then that gets really weird sometimes. Oh yeah, it's it gets weird. But you have, uh, you have basically essentially you get these people that are are very like, I guess, well equipped in in the world of magic, and they have the ability to summon. And in order to participate in the Holy Grail War, you have to be able to summon a champion. Some of them summon. And basically, the, the champions are summoned from different parts of history. So you get, you get like get the the first king Gilgamesh, you get King Arthur, who's a woman, you get, um, oh gosh, there's another, there's a, there's another like it's not like it's not Leif Erikson, it's like some other crazy notable Viking character that gets summoned, stuff like that. But yeah, we have to we have to watch it sometime. The, this sounds insane, but I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stamp it now. How that's did we? How did we get that's on the that? We're talking about because you were talking about the how there was a fate game that was a dynasty warrior style. Oh, fate, yeah, fate samurai. Yeah, um, and I don't know where that's on the on the timeline. So <laughs> it hasn't come out yet, so I don't think anyone does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll see about that, dude. I need you to sh- to look at what I just sent you on Twitter. Okay. Because I know we talked, we literally just we mentioned it a little bit about a few minutes ago. Uh, shit, my Wi-Fi is acting up. Give me a second. It I'll is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this is Ichiban's next game, right? I think so. Oh my god, Ichiban's naked. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Early twenty twenty four. Yeah. Wait, wait. This is the okay. You know what? Now I'm okay with the timed exclusive because Persona three and Final Fantasy seven Rebirth come out early twenty twenty four. So this is gonna give me time to play those games before Like a Dragon Infinite comes out. Yes. And I like this is supposed to be Like a Dragon eight. So they just flip the eight on its side, like a dragon infinite. Yeah, infinite wealth. That's cool. I'm hype. <laughs> I I've talked about this on on the pod. I like Ichiban better than Kiryu. I don't hate Kiryu, but Ichiban's just more expressive. I guess because I haven't played it yet, because I, I don't really know. But I just I think and the only game I've ever really been that interested in in terms of the Yakuza game series is zero which kind of sucks i feel like the other games are pretty good as well but yeah just the only game i was ever really like into i guess but um but yeah i love kiryu and majima i love them so much majima's but... awesome <laughs> you know how majima's kind of an idiot that's what i'm saying i'm gonna say that's the thing like i you get him in zero when he's like this very clean cut guy it's not crazy and then you get yes. him the rest of these games he's fucking lunatic Okay, so imagine him being dumb, but instead of a murderous, you know, psychopath, he's just a regular guy. That's what Ichiban is. Really? Okay. Yes, I <laughs> love Ichiban. He's, you know, the his whole 
the thing that inspires him in uh Yakuza 7 is the fact that he loves Dragon Quest. And that's why that's why they turned Yakuza into a turn-based game because he loves Dragon Quest so much. He even pulls a bat out of the ground and he's like, "My sword!" <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome i love him that's great that's, that's awesome yeah i just literally as soon as you went on break i uh i i saw that because the guy this guy i followed like tweeted was tweeting about the showcase and he was like oh my god like this he, he basically said this saved the showcase in america <laughs> wow oh i someone said is this eight or a, a third new game <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, I I still think this is eight, unless unless there's something different in the trailer. Infinite wealth. Oh my god, I don't know what happened in the past year and a half. Well, I guess I just played Yakuza Seven. I am such a Yakuza fan right now. I oh I don't know <laughs> if I, I've spoken about it with you. Sega's kind of turning into my favorite studio. They're like, you know, they've always been like a very steady studio in general. I think that people who don't really follow games are like, oh, what do they do? Sonic? They obviously they do Sonic, which Frontiers and the new Frontiers was good. The new one looks sick. The new 2D one. Yeah. Um, They do that. They do Bayonetta. Everyone loves Bayonetta. Yeah. They own they own Atlas, so they do Shin Megami Tensei and Persona. Jet Set Radio. They own uh Ryu Gagatoku, so they do all the Yakuza games. Yeah. They're just a very steady franchise. Golden Axe, House of the Dead, uh Panzer Dragoon, which is coming out with a remake, F- Fantasy Star. Um, what else? They they do all the bleach games. I don't know if the bleach games are any good. <laughs> but yeah, bro, I, they they, wait, they whoa, make whoa, a wait, lot. Bleach, they have bleach games. Uh, the last one came out in two thousand and nine. Yeah. Uh, I okay. I know we talked about fighters, a bleach fighter in the style of. Dragon Ball Fighter Z would be amazing. Bleach video games. Let me see if there are any. Bleach Brave Souls came out in 2016. What the fuck is that? Yeah, it's probably just. I, I never trust anime video game IPs unless it's uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm. Honestly, that's the most consistent oh one. This is the most mid 2000s. American localization name I've ever heard. Bleach oh, no. Blade Battlers. Oh my god. <laughs> that sound, that sounds like uh, it's I can hear the the commercial on Nickelodeon. Are you ready for Bleach Blade Battlers? Like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <no>, crazy. <laughs> Soul Carnival. Man, can you give me like the whole thing? Oh. 2019 was the last one. Oh no, Jump Force. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. was the last time Ichigo was in a game. Yeah, I just, I, I was just wondering about that. But they have, um, oh, I know we talked about Sonic real quick. It was before we, <clears throat> before we talk about anything else. How do you feel about them not having Green Hill Zone in the game anymore? In the new game? Here's the thing. I'm, I would say I'm a casual Sonic fan. I grew up playing it, and then I didn't play a Sonic game till Mania. And then mm-hmm. after Mania, the next one I played was Frontiers. Like, I, I don't keep up with every single game because I know how much they vary in quality. Yeah. So I guess that's fine. Like, I don't really care either way. But I do see, like, we both follow Fidel. Yeah. So I do see a lot of Sonic fans are like, yes, Green Hill is dead. But like, okay. And I, I feel like I understand their sentiment, right? And I've seen, I think one thing that's kind of opened my eyes to a little bit, because I'm kind of the same as you. Like I haven't, I haven't played too much Sonic. Mania is one of my favorite games ever. I love I love Sonic Mania. Yeah, it's awesome. Love Sonic Mania. The one thing that kind of opened my eyes to I guess the issues regarding Green Hill Zone is because of people made a breakdown of how many times it appears in Sonic games. It's and there an was almost one every game. There which is fine. I feel like you have those kind of levels where the mo, like the Green Hill Zone is the iconic Sonic level. Like if you it play is, it is. the original Sonic, you're going to get Green Hill Zone as the most iconic level. My thing is, one thing that kind of made me agree with it, I guess, because at first I was like, why would you take the most iconic level out of the game? They made a, the breakdown of how many times it shows up in certain Sonic games. There's one game where it shows up 10 times as yeah. a level. And yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. I think, I think Sonic Forces, I think in Sonic Forces, it, it's not Green Hill Zone anymore because it's like the apocalypse. But it's still the same aesthetic. It's like Dusty yeah. Hill Zone. So people are like, okay, I guess. But then it appears five more times yeah. in the same game. And people are like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's like they're running out of ideas, I guess. They're like, oh, we'll just throw Green Hill Zone in there for a fourth time. We don't care. Uh, I, I saw because Fidel got invited to, to test out games at Summer Game Fest. Yeah. And he posted – he he got a a recording of like a little cutscene, and the cutscene just so happened to be in Green Hill Zone. So he replied to it and said, "It's just a cutscene. Stop being babies about Green Hill Zone." <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's there's no way you have a Sonic game and it doesn't show up in the game. Yeah, at least a little bit, you know. And yeah, it could be a cutscene. That's fine. I was saying like. Gr- when you think of Sonic and you think of, and people show clips of Sonic, what's the most common area they're going to show of gameplay of Sonic? It's going to be Green Hill Zone every time. Second, second most famous is, is a casino uh, level. Yes. Yes. I do think the, the casino level is fire. And then always I was, I would say the, what was it? The, the TV station level in mania. It should be that. A, a f- insane song, insane level. 
Lights, camera, action is a top. Awesome. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make it crazy, Crane. Lights, camera, action is a top ten Sonic level song. I'm not gonna go I've top spoken, three. I'm just gonna I've spoken 10. to you about this. Like I said, Sega is like turning into my favorite studio, kind of. They are the goats of video game music, and it's not close. Pretty, they have a pretty good argument to be the best. All Sonic music, even the games that are bad, all Sonic music, fire. Every single Persona soundtrack, fire. Crazy Taxi, fire. Bayonetta, fire. And you know what tops everything? What, if no one believes me, what makes them the GOAT? They make all the Hatsune Miku games. I did not know that. <laughs> they are the GOAT. Wait, how to make you has games? Since when? They like Project Diva. I think they're like rhythm games. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes oh, sense. do they make they, they they did... DDR? No. They make DDR? Okay, I'm no, gonna no, say no. I'm gonna, if they have but DDR, I'm gonna say it's over. <laughs> they do the initial D arcade games. Yes. Fire music. Uh Yakuza has crazy dubstep, but like fire music. Yes, dude. That th- no one comes close. Like obviously, Kingdom Hearts has great music, but it's all like orchestra. Like you can tell, and this isn't a knock because I love her so much. You can tell when Yoko Shimomura does a soundtrack. She has a she has a sound, and she's a great composer. But Sega yes. does so many different types of music. 100%, yeah. Bro, and they now they own, they own Angry Birds. They own Angry Birds now. <laughs> wait, really? Did not know that. So now they, they have... Under their belt. Oh my god. Um, Didn't like... Wait, didn't Sonic have like a Michael Jackson influence on their on their soundtrack? Or was it a, something uh, else? Or did he do the soundtrack? Sh- Sonic 3, the the rumor is he was brought on to help with the soundtrack for Sonic 3 and then left in the middle so he wasn't credited, but they still kept a few songs because if you compare some of the songs from Sonic 3 to Michael Jackson songs, they're they very similar. similar. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, I remember that. I think there is a song that he ended up making a whole song out of but they left it they left like the chiptune version in the game oh yeah that's what i'm thinking of yep that's what it is <laughs> so yes Goated. it's hatsune miku and michael jackson <laughs> <laughs> two legends in the music game <laughs> that's really funny um but yeah, I I think I guess when the game showcase kind of wraps up, we can probably give some more thoughts on it on a f- following episode, I guess. Yeah, because there's not really much else we really <laughs> had to really talk about. <laughs> yeah, say, Mortal Kombat that, looks cool. Yeah, they're saying that um this new Yakuza game, he's he's in America now. <clears throat> he's in America for this next game. Ichiban's in America. 
He gets washed up I, on shore in America. What the fuck? I, I think that's what they're saying. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think they said, yeah, he's in America for this game. <laughs> that's going to be crazy. That's going to be awesome because in every – not every because I haven't played every Yakuza game. But in the Yakuza games I have played, there's always a side quest where either a, a Japanese local is trying to learn English or you run into an Englishman and you have to <laughs> – like they're like – I play the game in English, but yeah. it's funny because it's a white blonde guy usually, and he's going, hello, I need to find the bathroom. And then <laughs> you, as a Japanese character, you like have inner thoughts and it says, why is this guy yelling at me? <laughs> so now we're going to have a whole game of that. <laughs> That's going to be crazy. I think it'd be really funny, especially the way... I guess those games work with just the absurdness of turn-based style and all things you could do. I think it's gonna be really funny, especially when you put it in the setting of America. I think it's gonna be really funny. And if it's Ichiban, it's still gonna be a. Listen, I know I've changed this on you many times, but this one actually now it's gonna be my my number one recommendation. If there is a turn-based game you have to play. It's it's Yakuza Seven, okay, because it's still Yakuza. Yes. So now you have an in. You I know you like we we watch Berlizzi play. We kind of know the lore, which is crazy to say that a game about like the Japanese mafia has lore. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I I think I so yeah that and Persona Twenty Five are the two turn-based games i will 100 both sega into both, both sega, sega just let me get a ps5 first and then i got you i think they're ps4 games are they i feel like that's good i feel like my ps4 is gonna explode if i try to persona, games. persona 5 definitely is it's not too graphically intense uh yakuza 7 is a little bit more realistic so yeah yeah no my my uh <laughs> If I put, try to play Yakuza 7 on my PlayStation 4, I think it's going to explode. But Persona 5, I might be able to, to slide with. <laughs> um, oh, so... brother, I have the CDs. Oh, yeah, I forgot you do. I can get them. from You don't need to buy them. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, next time I... I well, ne- literally this Saturday, when I come, when I come, when I swing by, I'll just grab, I'll grab Persona Five first because I, I know it'll be yeah a little bit easier for my yeah, <laughs> for yeah, my yeah. PlayStation for sure. <laughs> I'll grab Persona Five first. Um, do you have any music recommendations at all? I think we have the same music rec this week. <laughs> I will. If you were gonna do it, I was gonna do it. So you could go Ken- ahead. Kenny Mason. Yes. The six EP, yes, is so fucking good, man. Doc, <laughs> I I don't understand how every single song is so fucking good. He's a talent, man. I tell you. Well, I I believed in him before, like I knew he was talented, but wow, the song with Project Pat is crazy. You know, it's fire. <laughs> I cannot believe it's such like a a, a, a low key kind of beat, 
but it like i think you get project pat on it and he's got his like you could even without reading the name you could tell tim he's got his flow like it's so fucking good man dracula's a hit rich is a hit yeah hundred of nuns oh my god man i do think um when it comes to i guess kenny mason now i think he's found the sound he was really trying to go for sure and i think it's he's maturing as an artist because you listen to angela kudrat his first like or not really his debut album but kind of his debut album right he has sure. that kind of grungy guitar in most of his in in some beats, and those yeah. songs are great. And then you have ones that there's not, and they're still good, but he's kind of flip flopping between the two. And then you get the album like Ruffs, which is just every beat has or most of them have either an acoustic guitar or some grunge guitar in it, with yeah. the exception of maybe like one or two. I think like the only song that don't really have it is like Double Up, RX, and then like one more. But everything else has some sort of guitar in the background as a as a production sample. Then you get some like this where you get some of the guitar on top of soul samples. Like Rich and A Hundred mm-hmm. Nothing are just phenomenal. Rich is my favorite song on the CP. That's why it's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> But yeah, it's just whew. yeah, he's a, he's a, a, just an amazing artist. I think he's finally found what his sound is like, and I think it's it's that's the the key there. Um, I guess for me, obviously, I gotta recommend the Hillbillies <laughs> by Kendrick Lamar. It grew on me. Team. It grew on me, man. It's it's a banger, bro. Dog, I saw something the other day where it was like Kendrick Kendrick doesn't respect his fans with the clip of his verse on the hillbillies yeah. and i was like y'all can't y'all just don't know how to f- have fun i saw i saw y'all uh, hate fun a, i saw a tiktok of a guy saying like baby keem you're the greatest because you got kendrick lamar to do what i've been asking him to do for so many years mr he goes mr kendrick i get it you had to make mr morale the big steppers and it was great i get it but sometimes i want to hear you talk about chains and girls <laughs> not everything has to be we, the world is burning we need to have fun yeah no facts i think people just hate people hate having fun sometimes i don't understand bro but he's, yeah, he's like, good he's good either way yeah i think this the song is not super technical in terms of rhyming it's not crazy in terms of subject matter it's literally just Two guys having fun on a track. It's literally that's literally all it is. He has if for the real the quote unquote real fans who only listen to Kendrick for the technical stuff, he has to do this. He has to let it out here so then he can make your type of album. Facts. So let him have fun. Facts. Also, just I gotta shout out the Bonnie Vare sample. Because please, please don't live in fear. Yeah, please don't live in fear is a great a great song. And I didn't. It's funny is when the song first came on, I heard that like his voice. I was like, oh, that's Bonnie Vera, but I could not remember the song at all. 
and I think I sent you the the I guess the post on Instagram yeah. where somebody found the sample of the song. But I yeah, because I, I recognize those Bonnie Bear's voice, but didn't realize um what exactly was going on. But I guess the last one is I guess I gotta throw it back to my Griselda kick that I was that I was on a while back. Mm. Nicholas Craven and Boldy James with their I don't know if it's an Ooh. album or not, but it's called Fair Exchange No Robbery. And my favorite song on there is called Designer Drugs. That song is Ooh. fire. That song is I fire. like Boldy James. I like Boldy James a lot. Nicholas Craven kind of has that like, especially on this album, has that alchemist feel to him in terms of his samples. Sure. And his approach to the beats that he makes. And especially it's when called, it comes to like his, his name's Nicholas Craven. Yes. I gotta look yeah. it up. Nicholas Craven. It's called Yeah, Fair Exchange No Robbery is the album name. Ooh, ooh, I like the cover. Oh, I'm gonna listen to this. Yeah, cover art's fire. And then yeah, you get Designer Drugs, which just sounds so much like an Alchemist and Boldy James collab. And that's why I love it so much. And just obviously Boldy James is rap like his style of rapping is very appealing to me. It's kind it's just very low key. And he just kind of <laughs> very monotone, sure. but he just kind of, I don't know. He has that kind of like this, this aura about it when he raps where it's just, I'm just very much in tune and in, in entertained whenever he's rapping. So really, uh, really like that one, but I think that's about it. I know as the year goes along, cause I've been, you know, tracking all the albums I've been listening to and there are some really good ones that have come out lately. I know are not, the next episode, but the one afterwards is going to be our jukebox episode. Yep. Another one. So uh, I guess be on the lookout for that. We're going to start tallying some albums that we've heard over the course of our hiatus, as well as ones within the month of June. Yeah. I hope. So I yeah, be on the lookout for that. So I think before, that's, before, I think before you sign off, before you sign off. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I clicked on the, the Hatsune Miku wiki link project yes. diva in the Sega games. Yes. The first, the first game came out in 2009. Okay. Do you want to know how many games there are since then? I'm going to guess high. I'm going to highball it and say it's in the twenties. There's 21 games since Jeez. 2009. <laughs> Three of them came out in 2016 the only years they missed <laughs> were 2018 and 2019 because they came back 2020, two games. 2022 <laughs> was the last game they released. Oh, my God. What was the name of that game? Hatsune Miku Project Diva Mega Mix Plus Mega 39 S Plus. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> uh, it's like a DDR game. That's what it sounds like. It, it, I was looking at the gameplay. It's kind of like that clicker game with the the rhythm game that oh, people play on their keyboards. Yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Twenty one <laughs> games. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so this, I think it, that's everything uh, for today. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode with uh, hopefully our guest. Uh, I've been nostalgia. Hasta luego. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.